0: Wow, I just sense the Holy Spirit here so strong. You know I go mumbly when the Holy Spirit's around. I might just fall over in a minute. Wonderful. We're talking about the interior castle. We're talking about strength. And uh, let me read what I, what I read last week. Why, why do we need to be strong? I believe strength and might. Can you say might? might? It's a cool word, isn't it? We don't use it enough, might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. might. Oh. The strong can do what the weak cannot. The strong resists and the weak don't. The strong keep going, the weak give up. The strong resist temptation when the weak give in. The strong remain in peace while the weak stumble, are thrown off and fall. The strong turn up when the weak give up. The strong carry heavy weights while the weak throw them off. The strong control their emotions while the weak live in stress. The strong draw meekness and humility out of their souls while the weak are overcome by ego. The strong do not dwell on issues they cannot change while the weak are overcome Come by regret, shame, and the disapproval of others. The strong attend while the weak fall away. The strong break through, clear the way, endure hard times. They don't grumble when it's not ideal. But the weak have failed. They're thrown by little irritations, inconveniences, and small-mindedness. The strong attack, take ground, advance, improve, update, embrace change, while the weak hide, hoping for the path of least resistance." And this is the whole point. The strong embrace all that God has for them while the weak fall away in fear and are forgotten. I don't know about you. I'm bored of strength. It's time to be strong. Amen. Who's up for a strong year in 2016? "Ah!" Right? To be strong in God. And let me just land on two ways that strength comes into our lives this morning. And in the second one, we're going to kind of, I I just, I felt it on Friday night in the half night of prayer that there is just a sense of the might of heaven around right now. And I'll explain that when we get there in in about 10 minutes time. And I want you to receive something from God this morning. Uh, There is more to church than song singing and preaching words and looking at words on a screen and kids activities. God walks among us and he he touches our lives in ways that changes. Amen. So who's up for a change before we walk out of this room? Right. Dan, in our in our hearts, Um, two ways that God builds uh, or or, uh, two ways that we walk in strength rather. And the first one is that God builds it in us. Uh, I have a car, and Stuart McKinley has a car. My car can do 100 miles an hour. Stuart McKinley's car can do 100 miles an hour. But his car can do it for longer, because it's built better. I won't tell you what our cars are. (laughs) We can all run at roughly the same pace, but when you're built well, you can sustain it. And who's after a sustained life? Yeah. I, I, I could keep up with you for a month. I can keep up with you for two weeks. But if I build my life right, I can contain higher paces without it exerting effort. While some run at a certain speed, uh, uh, but they're not in fifth or as some cars have sixth. They're actually in third over revving. Why? Because I'm not built the same on the inside. And I'm keeping up with you right now, but I can't keep this pace for long. And there's the other one next to you, not breaking a sweat. Do you ever see them? thinking, How on earth are they sustaining this pace? They're built different. Strength comes from build on the inside. Do you realize that um, David and Goliath, David killing Goliath was not a miracle? I hope you realize that. It's a lovely story and we thank God for his deliverance and all this kind of stuff. But David killing Goliath was not a miracle. David uh, grew up looking after sheep and you know the stories. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. He was a tough nut. Stuff had come into his life that built strength in him. And in fact, sling shooters, they could could shoot from a sling and they could hit a, a bird in flight. The Bible actually tells us that there were some sling guys that could hit a hare Uh, not as in like a rabbit, but a hair's breadth, they could hit. Uh, That's how accurate they were. A slingshot would operate at the speed of a bullet. So in other words, the fact that Goliath was a giant was just making it even easier. If he can hit a bird in flight, just stand there a minute, giant. It was nothing. It was the natural result of being built properly on the inside. Yeah. That's why he ran towards his enemy. That's why he said, I'll do it. They tried to put Saul's armor on him. No, no, no. No, this isn't how I'm built. How I'm built is with this sling. I can shoot a bird out the sky. His big fat head, I can hit that easy. Yeah. Killing Goliath wasn't a miracle. It was a result. Yeah. Yeah. And while some of us are praying for miracles because we've never built for the result... So we hit certain financial crisis, a health crisis, and we go, well, now I need a miracle because I've not built. But actually the most godly way to go is not the miracle, it's to be built. He wants to make us like Christ. He wants to make us strong. And we need to cooperate with the ways of God as he makes us strong. And who knows, lots of little circumstances come to us to test and reveal our strength and where we're at. And who, who, who like me, I don't like small things. I like big things. Anybody? I like big, significant, life-changing, awesome Good headline things, but life isn't full of that. If you ignore all the small stuff, not realizing that all the small little things are building a great, big, strong person. And you go, with well, the well, do I have to fight the line? Do I have to deal with the bear? Do I have to practice with the slingshot? Well, if you want a headline one day, yes, you've got to deal with the small. So, you know, wash the dishes, get a haircut, use deodorant, learn to be polite and well-mannered, you're right? Deal with your anger problem, your lust problem. Deal with the fact that you're lazy and you don't like to learn because all these little things are building a strong person that when Goliath comes, we won't stand among the ranks going, I don't know. What about you? Do you, do you want to do it? I'm not in the mood today. The Lord's telling me not to. I prayed and he said not to get involved. Not my thing. And we know it. It's actually because we're weak. Embrace all those little things that build strength. In us, use the word of God to address your, your, your uh, you know, as we have, have we got there, yeah, the interior castle. So, it, this, this sense that there is strength inside of you, but who knows, there are some bricks in the wall of your castle that are rotten, that are, are holes, that are easy access points for the enemy. And we need to use the word of God to build strength into us. How does God say to live? How does God say to think? How does God say to forgive? Well, I don't want to forgive this little thing. Well, let me trust you. I'll tell you something. Uh, A bigger thing will come up for you to forgive if you don't embrace the first one. And it will keep testing you and keep testing you. And we'll keep sweating and panicking. And God just keeps saying, do it my way. And you will build a house built on the rock. It's when you practice my words, when you take your interior world and do what I say, and and you might fail a good few times the first few times that's part of the fun of the journey that's why his grace suspends judgment while we learn but the whole point is we're building a building on the rock of practicing the word of God so when the storm comes and it will when the rain of hard times and even the rain of success hit our lives what we've built with will be tested we must build with the word of God Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God and it talks about the shield of faith. We need to build a life of faith that can resist all the fiery darts of the enemy. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, um, uh, Corinthians talks about our thoughts. We need to pull down negative, stinking thinking, yeah. poor thinking, bad imaginations. If you, if you lie awake and your imaginings are full of sickness and full of Uh, Lust and uh, full of selfishness and full of pettiness and full of childishness. Now, you might go, oh, God, I I hope I'm not this person. Listen, we're all that person. Why? Um, Ephesians 4 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It literally means this, our minds are fallen. They're not just a nice, easy computer. I put stuff in and out it comes. No, your mind is fallen and broken too. It's corrupt. So is anyone surprised at how petty they can be? Just me. Thank you, you miserable lot. Come on, encourage me. You make me feel all alone up here like the owner. Thank you, both of you. You can repent later. I'll we'll have them out the front. I expect a bit of rolling and wailing across the front here like a good American revival. Our, our, our fears and our insecurities. Aren't you shocked by... You, you say to yourself sometimes, for heaven's sake, I'm 45. You should have got over to that at 17. Are you surprised at how fallen your brain can be sometimes? Good heavens, where's that coming from? I'm 60. Well, I'm looking good for it. But we've got to be renewed. Not just renew our minds with truth, but our fallen minds need to be repaired by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And find ourselves, in you know, right, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think straight because the spirit, the attitude of my mind. We talked about it last week. Leaning the framework of our minds on him, we find peace. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're born with fallen minds and they need to be transformed. We rebuild our minds. And, 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 and the word for that. Is, is faith. We grow faith and it becomes our shield against the fiery darts that come at us. Thoughts and, and attitudes, attacks from others, uh, fears and insecurities. We need to build a strong faith so that we can resist yep. what goes around about it. Why? Because we want to be strong. And as I heard someone say recently, what happens when, the, when the, the fiery dart, it gets past your shield of faith? Anybody, you get stuff lodged in you. Well, the sword for a Roman soldier was a short sword. And this is what you could do. Who knows that Ephesians 6 goes on to say that the, that the, the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Yeah. And it was designed for this. When the fiery dart hits you, you're able to dig the sword in and dig the fiery dart out. Yeah. Get the word of God and start Digging. Right, I've got this fear stuck in me, I'm going to dig it out. I've got this lust stuck in me, I'm going to start digging it out with the word of God. i got, I got these insecurities stuck in me, right. I'm going to start replacing those bricks in my castle with the word of God. And I'm going to start to rebuild the very attitude of my mind. I'm going to train myself with some selflessness. Because I realize my selfishness is getting me in trouble. My self-obsession. And so we rebuild and we dig out and we renew the spirit. Our minds. That's the first way we build. Say build. Yeah. Come on, build. It's, it's, a, it's a life's process. But listen, when we face Goliath, as it tells us in Samuel, or when we face the storm, as Jesus said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, we'll be strong. Why? Because I built every day a little bit more. Every day I replaced a brick. Every day I fixed that ceiling tile. Every day I, I repaired and improved and developed and re grouted and rerouted and re whatever else you want to put on there because it was all rhyming nicely till that point. You just do stuff and to grow in the Word of God day by day, little by little, and we get strong. Amen? But here's the second one. The, the, the first one is that we're built, but here I want to encourage you now. Here's the second one we're clothed. We're clothed with God's power and with God's mind. Amen? Um, I turn to the book of Luke, chapter 11. Uh, Heather, could you come and, and play? Because we're going to... Head off into, and i better use the handheld mic. It's, in here. it's on in your bag. If you kept gerbils in there, we'd all be listening to them chatting away. In the... Fantastic. Listen to it. He, uh, Luke 11, verse 33. It says this, No one lights a lamp and puts it under a place where it will be hidden, or under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on its stand. So that those who come in may see the light. Listen to this carefully. Your eye is the lamp of your body. In other words, your eyes shine into you. When your eyes are good, your whole body is also full of light. But when they're bad, your body is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light, no part of it dark, it will be completely lighted as when the light of a lamp shines on you. What does this mean? Our eyes are like a lamp and where we place them is what fills us. Pick up your eyes, get them off the bill, get them off the diagnosis Get them off the irritating friends. We're back to my theme of last week, 40,000 feet. Lift up your eyes and look to God and light will start to fill you. When we stand in the presence of God, we are able, listen to this, to be clothed with power from on high. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You'll be clothed with power from on high. One is built on the interior. The other one, listen to this, this is a grace jacket now. It's a grace jacket you can put on. I'm feeling weak. Holy Spirit, I lift my eyes, I look to the presence of God and I'm now going to be filled with light and I'm going to be filled with might. I put on the strength of God and something changes on the inside. Do you remember Amanda's healing testimony from uh, a couple of weeks ago? And it was this, she'd been bedridden for nine years and God said, go to church. She went to church, she got prayed for. She started to to, to walk a little bit and then she started to walk in her bedroom and go up and down with, I guess, like a Zimmer frame type thing. And then she felt, right, I'm going to book myself in for a marathon. Do you remember the testimony? And she started the marathon in, I can't remember, was it Dublin or Belfast? And and she hobbled her way uh, through this marathon and then at some point, might came. And she put her Zimmer, her frame, to one side and began to run. I want you to understand, in God, there are moments when might arrives. And it's not from within you. It clothes you. And stuff you couldn't do, you now can do. I will clothe you with power from on high. Jesus is my strength and my song. Listen to some of these, listen to some of these verses. I was writing them down in the prayer meeting. Where are they going? Here they are. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Um, he gives strength to the weak and increases the power of the feeble. Amen. Um, I called to the Lord and He made me bold and stout hearted. It is God who arms me with strength. Be strong. Um, Jesus talks about binding the strong man if you want to rob his house look at me for a moment your enemy wants to bind your strength wants to get your eyes on your personal capability wants to humanize your religion let me put it that way wants to get you obsessed with your weakness or what you think you can cope with but I want you to understand something don't ever forget the equation that God can clothe you with strength, not from within but from on high and suddenly you go, I didn't know how I could Cope with all these kids, or I didn't know how I could cope through this situation, I didn't know how I could cope with this ministry, or cope with this job, or or get through and beat this sickness. I didn't know how I could get through this depression. But I want you to understand that weeping may endure for a night, but in God's economy, remember, don't leave God so far out that there isn't a moment in time when he comes and where you are weak now, suddenly you're stronger. Don't look at the future and be intimidated by the breadth or the size of dreams and think, well, if I can't cope with this, how am I going to cope with that? Strength will come from on high. Don't give up your dreams because of... Don't look at yourself and go, what do I think I'm worth? What do I think I'm worthy of? What do I think I'm strong enough to do? Listen, God is our helper my heart and my flesh many times will fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever God is my strength God is my strength he's strong this morning I want us to lift our eyes and this is what we're doing in these 40 days of prayer and fasting lift your eyes put your lamp in heaven It's how Jesus lived. He could always see what the Father was doing. So somehow the eyes of his heart saw God in heaven. He could be surrounded by grumbling or surrounded by sickness or surrounded by doubting disciples. But he had another pair of eyes that were seeing God in heaven. And God was the strength of his heart and the strength of his portion. And God helped him and strengthened him. And even Jesus... Nothing remarkable until the moment came when he was clothed with power from on high. Luke chapter four. And suddenly things started to take place that were beyond the human side of who he was. Who needs things to take place that are beyond your humanity? Listen, it doesn't come from us being clever and working out a formula. Me plus a little bit of improvement. What do I think that equals? No, no, no. I want you to use a better formula. You have a God who arms you for battle. And so your your hands can bend a bow of bronze. He's your strength. His might comes upon you. Think of Samson. I don't know how strong he was. I don't know whether he had big muscles or, or whether it was just long hair. I don't know. But imagine the first time that might came upon him. He must have something must have gone inside of him going. Where has this come from? This strength, this dignity, this indignant attitude against the enemy. Sometimes, you know, I get a bit weak and wimpy. Anybody else want to be, you know, on, on the? I have a little pity party. I might not even tell Vicky. She'll just go. You're a bit miserable, and I'm being a bit wimpy on the inside. Now, I'd love it, honestly, really, and I guess maybe some of us would be wired the same. I want God to come and go. Oh, Jared, I know it is tough in it oh bless you're so precious and I do love you and oh I want to be God isn't talking to me like that anymore he's saying be strong thanks mum that's your voice if you didn't hear that she said get a grip we need to start hearing another voice of God you need to start hearing the might of God talking to you you're mighty I made you to be strong. Stop giving into that. Stop giving into that shame. Stop looking backwards. Stop living in regret. Look forwards. I made you to be strong. Stop saying that you can't pray. I made you to be a prayer. Let strength rise in you. Arise, shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord comes upon you. Get your lamp up into the presence of God and start looking at who He is. You're my child. You're my son. Stop saying you can't afford it. I can afford it. I am your father. I can afford it. Like the father of the prodigal son and his older miserable brother, everything I have is yours. He's, he's not angry, but he's giving us that sense. that God loves confidence, you see. He's not a wimpy Brit. He's a passionate Jew. Well, just work with me on that one for now at least. The picture we have is a passionate Jew because that's what Jesus was and he talked about a father. And he turns around and he speaks with strength and says, be strong, stand up on your feet. God talks to Job, stand up and speak to me. God wants you to rise up now. When our lamp is down in the dark, who has pity parties like me? Oh, it's so hard. Oh, all this getting up. (laughs) Some mornings, some some mornings I get up. Is anybody like me? This is it. Girls, just close your ears. This is a guy thing, all right. I get up in the morning. And, you know, it's it's not like a 6.30 type thing in our house. Zach's not going to sleep any longer than that. So I get up and I look at the shower and I go, I feel like I've only just washed. (laughs) Have I really got to go through all that washing again? (laughs) Does anybody ever feel, I just, I I wish you, you did that this morning, you smelly thing. I thought I could smell a hum in the corner. And sometimes life, you just go, "Oh, this again—the school run and packing another lunch, and having another meeting, and doing this and sorting that one out again." And, and you know, I look in the mirror, doing my hair again, just so you don't see the bald patch. Just. And God says, "Stop wimping out on me. Be strong. Let me clothe you with my strength. Be strong. You can do it. That career, you can cope. Those children, you can do it." That Bible, you can read it. That prayer time, you can have them. Be strong. Don't live. Because the other little trick is we live in all the regret of the times we failed in prayer and failed with Bible and failed with our kids. And so we're looking back and our lamps are in the dark. And all that's shining into us is regret and darkness and shame. But pick your lampstand up. In these 40 days and put it in heaven. Look to your God. Look to his faithfulness. Look to his kindness. Look to his goodness. Stand in the presence of God. Habakkuk said, I stationed myself on the rampart to see what he will say. Get up high. Look at God and let strength fill you. Let him clothe you. Stand together with me. Let him clothe you with power.